1: Visit RobertHalf.com today.
0: Yes! What is up, everybody? And welcome to Philippines' favorite podcast and soccer We trust of Jimmy Trash King. cream cheese, cutter, and yogurt, and also known as Jim. I'm here with Hollywood Harry, also known as Heath Pierce. But Charlie Davies just said, oh, it's too late. I don't want to come on the show. My tummy hurts. My tummy hurts. But but Heath, we know that he was just going to get triggered by the comments anyway.
1: (laughs) Dude, honestly, two things. One, I know that man's got to get up super early, so I get it. I'm, I get I'm, it. I get I'm it. feeling for him. He's running a morning footy right now. So I get it. Um, but uh, also, yeah, we, we can't have him. The thing is, is he could do the show and get a good night's sleep, but it can't be after like a U.S.-Mexico game where we don't win because you're right. He's going to be triggered, and then he's going to be thinking about those thoughts the rest of the night. You know? <laughs> he's
0: gonna, we know he's, uh, he already, he's already texted us like, oh, good luck with that. It's a terrible game to talk about. That was before both goals or before we scored, I think. So. Uh, yeah, shout out to Chuck uh, and him not being here. But yes, we have a U.S.-Mexico game to talk about. We are undefeated in our last five. Let's start with the positives, Heath Pierce. Mm-hmm. We got a 1-1 draw. We came back from a goal down. We created and dug our own hole. We've got out the shovels, and we found our way back in. And it was uh, a nice transition play after they had hit the crossbar. We can get into the game. It ended a 1-1. I feel like we should reverse engineer this and start with the positives and then get to the negatives. Or maybe we should start from the beginning. I don't know which way you want to go, Heath,
1: but uh, I was thinking just going full on U.S. soccer fan and just saying it was bad from start to finish. You know, like not ever bad. say a good thing. Yeah, no, no <laughs> like nuances
0: just, or subtleties. It's only
1: ever it's only ever been bad. It's um, bad. No, where do you want to start? We can. Let's, well, let's, let's start yeah.
0: with the starting lineup because honestly, I was really disappointed in the starting lineup. I I put out there that I wanted to see the kids play. You know, I wanted a little Josh Winder in my life. I wanted a little Kayla Wiley in mm-hmm. my wi- mm-hmm. wife. I already have a wife. I don't need him as my wife, too. And, and I want to see Aiden Morris right mm-hmm. from the get-go. And we roll out. Hold on. Sean Johnson in goal. I had that one. DeAndre mm-hmm. Yedlin. I did not have that at right back. We put Serginho Dess at left back. And we have Aaron Long and, and Walker Zimmerman. I, I don't, like, I, I Walker Zimmerman is the one that I get the most in that particular position. Let's just start with the, the back 5 Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I don't need to see. I never want to see Sergio Dessa left back anymore. It's just a waste of time. Yeah. Like, why not just throw Caleb Wiley out there? Who plays Be fair? That he position. did
1: drive in from the left side to set he up did. that first goal.
0: He did. He was the main protagonist. I tweeted this out. He was the main protagonist on that goal. He and it's clear he's got the sauce when he's got a little space, and and obviously there's some urgency that we need after that particular. We're down a goal, and, and they just hit the crossbar, and he makes a play that breaks the lines. That allows us to, to finish off that play and 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 J plays a really good ball. Jordan Morris plays a really good ball into Jesus Ferreira, who gets fortunate. But you got to create your own luck, right? So no problem there. We can't get one-one. But I when I see that, I think what how many more times could Serginho have des- done that if he had just started on the right side? Listen, this is the 10th time that DeAndre Yedlin has played against Mexico. <laughs> I don't need to see him playing against Mexico anymore. Like I I I just don't understand why do we why we don't take these opportunities. To actually play guys that have a chance to represent us, twice. I just don't—I don't get that. I don't know, dude. I don't. You need to see DeAndre Iglesian and Aaron Long. I don't even know why you got called in. Like that's where I am on Aaron Long. I didn't need to see. I don't need to see Aaron Long anymore. I don't know, dude. That, am I being Is, too
1: that, hard? You, is that you, Chuck Wagon, well, on the old, be, on the old <laughs> Chuck I just, Rampage tonight?
0: I was a little bit. I'm, I'm very Chuck-like right now. I'm being. I'm triggering myself <laughs> and and what I wanted to see. And I just was disappointed. Listen, listen. Yeah. Let's look at it like this. Look at. You have, you have a right footer, and Aaron Long, playing left center back. He can't pass very well in general, but you're going to put him on the left side. So it's already taking away some of his options, right, and where he's comfortable. Then you have Serginho Dest, much better on the right than he is on the left. The guy can play there. Both of those guys are capable on that. But again, you're limiting his potential and and handcuffing him a little bit. And then you have Kate Cow in front of him. Who's another right footer on the left side? Now, yes, in theory, it's nice to have a right footer when he gets the ball and receives it in those areas, cutting inside to be on his right foot. I just felt like we had too many right footers and not a left left footers to just give us a little bit more of that blend. Listen, I just wanted to say that wanted to get off my chest. I'm a little raw and vulnerable right now, Heath. I think you can tell. But what are your thoughts on the back five?
1: uh man I agree with you I think
0: <laughs> yeah you let me get all hot and bothered but you're pissed oh, yeah too.
1: I just wanted you to say it first so that you you know <laughs> in case in case you said something stupid I could just be like whoa whoa, whoa. I mean I wouldn't go that far but no I agree with you fully um no I think like Sean Johnson made sense to me um and Walker Zimmerman made sense to me but the rest just didn't right and looking at it through the lens is when you're playing against Mexico these games are tricky right like you you're going into this game with an what I would call an there's experience. There's not a lot of mystery in the team that he ruled out, but there's an inexperience in them playing together. Even though I think a bunch of them had played together, eight of them, whatever, in the Saudi game. Um, but my 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 point is, is that it just felt safe. It felt like this was a match, clearly it was, where you come in and we try to win against Mexico. Right? There was not an attempt to challenge players. Like I thought, Ed Morris looked pretty sharp in his few minutes on the field. Um, I, I thought, I thought. Other players looked more up for it and more up for the challenge than, 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 than our classics did, like the go-to guys in Major League Soccer that were called into this game. We brought in experience. None of those guys uh, were a mystery to me. None of those guys increased their, my interest in them because I knew exactly what we were going to get. Whether they played good or played bad, I knew exactly the player we were going to get against Mexico, right? And that's disappointing to me because we don't get a lot of those chances to have players get chances, um, and we had some good young players uh in this camp. I liked I liked Cade Cowell on the field. Um, I like the idea of giving Vasquez a shot. I like the idea of Jesus Ferrer playing underneath. I don't think he did well. Granted, he did score a goal, and that's been his sort of MO all season long. I've done a couple of the Dallas games where he doesn't play well for most of it, but he gets his chance and he scores, which you can't knock, right? Even if it's lucky, even if it's opportunistic, it just happens and he and he does that. But beyond that, um just not just not not inspiring right it wasn't like they came out with that fight or that edge and they were going to like turn this into a battle it was just
0: i eh. okay yeah i think maybe the game in general it did lack some some star power on both both sides right and i think that it showed that both of these teams just kind of they only had one or two days of training Mm -hmm. right and and together and that's and and that showed especially in the final third with it just everybody both sides i'm talking to mexico i'm talking u.s both lacked a little crispness in that final third where where there was more purpose. There was, uh, they were so decisive in those spots. And it just felt like maybe they were trying to play that extra pass or that the pass wasn't good enough. Or, like, it's, I guess, what I'm frustrated about. And I agree with you. Brandon Vasquez, when our first best action in the first half was Vasquez had great hold up play on a throw in. Mm-hmm. He lays it off to Ferrer. Ferrer plays it into Kate Cal. Kate Cal plays it into Jordan Morris. And Jordan Morris takes almost like the best touch of all time to go in one V one and, and uh, some good defending there. And it worked out. And I'm like, okay, good. Those are the sequences I want to see because when I strip everything away, Heath, when I try to, I, I evaluate these players individually, it's not always going to be about the end result. It's not going to be about the, the, the whole, like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to verbalize this the right way, but, <clears throat> but this whole collective, it's these individual moments of okay, Ferrer is playing at the ten. We all wanted to see him at the ten. We wanted to see him as the second striker, and he didn't do enough to impact the game in that position. When he got pushed up towards the end, then he he scores. To your point, Cade Cal. Okay, we roll out a young player. He started off, I thought, pretty brightly, had a lot of good energy. He's moving different sides, finding pockets of space, and then all of a sudden, I didn't. Even, I forgot he was out there for twenty minutes. So so, but that's the, That's the information that I think that we need. That's why we play our young players. I have that information already on Yedlin. I already have that information already on James Sands and, and, and Serginio Des on the left side. I need more information on Cade Cal. So if I evaluate Cade Cal, and he comes in, I'll say, hey, buddy, listen, first 15, 20 minutes, you found the ball. You found some good pockets. You were creating stuff. You were being dangerous. And then you disappear for the next 20 minutes. How do we change that? How do we get you more involved? Is its it... Is it is it you finding the ball? Is it us finding you? That's that's the stuff and information that we need. But we're never going to find out about Josh Winders or Caleb Wiley's or Aiden Morris's. If we don't ever roll them out in a game, that means nothing right now. And that's what pisses me off because we have an opportunity. We don't need to know more information on Aaron Long, dude. Uh, so, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hot. I think my, my heater's up like five more degrees <laughs> than, than it should be, but <laughs> I'm sweating over here.
1: I, I put but but on these my, are the little on things, though, man. I, I know. I, I, I put on headphones so I could better uh, capture your <laughs> your passions directly into my my earlobes. That and and uh, anyway, I didn't charge them, I but, feel but like
0: I'm, I, I bottled this up for ninety no. minutes and now I'm unleashing it on you.
1: No, like I again, if if look at it through Anthony Hudson's perspective, what did you want him to do he's as the manager? He's playing safe, right? He's playing safe for himself. He's playing safe because he needs to show, like, show what he's not going to get the job. What is he showing? yeah, but no other coach would. No other coach wasn't gonna was wasn't gonna not play safe in in his situation. He's playing safe because not that he's gonna get this job, but he can't roll out a team that gets absolutely battered because he's like, yeah, I want to play the kids, you know, like this is yeah, about I'm the future. I'm not asking him to play it, all
0: the kids. Yeah. Just, like two more of them. <laughs> no, like like look,
1: I I, I think uh, I didn't need to see Colin Acosta tonight. <laughs> I didn't need to see Aaron Long. I didn't need to see Walker Zimmerman. But I do understand.
0: I understand having maybe a couple, one yeah, of those three you can go with experience. Team,
1: sure. I actually wasn't, wasn't mad about Jordan Morris being on the field. I've actually thought he was solid. I thought he was uh, in too. Ways. good. Um, he was direct. I he was think, trying
0: to like, make shit happen. You know,
1: I think Jesus Ferreira was poor and there's nothing about his game that I'm, 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 I'm mis- yeah. like, I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued by, right? I don't think there is, again, he, he scores. That's actually something that's really great, but over 90 minutes impact wise, he's showing that if he scores, he kind of needs to be the top striker. Yeah. because he can't be in a deeper position on the field and only score goals right he, yeah he had a great th- the great through ball he, he did um he he had a few of those moments that stood out but overall impact uh and value I I, I didn't like um again kid Cowell I thought floated in and out of the uh, of most of the game Brandon Vasquez I thought wasn't super sharp at times but scrapped and battled but again wasn't a big showing for me um but but take out Brandon Vasquez. At least, like, at least I looked at Brandon Vasquez, and then when I watched him, I watched every touch he took, and I watched every movement he made, and I watched all his movement on the ball, off the ball, his hold up play. I was watching intently to go, what can he do for the national team?
0: Because you're trying to get information. Exactly. That's why you play him, right? Yeah. That's why. Whereas, I mean, that's why I'm pissed
1: about the Yedlinson. Uh, and, and, and the Acosta playing. plays a bad back pass. Uh, Aaron Long runs past it. Okay, they make mistakes, we get punished for it, but I still didn't. Nothing changed. I still think the same of 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 Callen Acosta. <laughs> I still think the same of Aaron Long in terms of what they are as players because there's no hey, mystery hey, wait, wait,
0: wait. there. Do you think do you think that's Aaron Long's last national team game? Cuz cuz I only say this and I say it with a smile. It's it's pretty harsh all things considered. But no, I it's went too out, long you, of a summer
1: to rule him out. It's too listen, long of a summer That's true.
0: That's true. But you were there for my last national team game. I got two yellow cards in 15 minutes as captain. And I went out in a blaze of glory as a, mm-hmm. <laughs> with a red card. Now, I didn't know it was my last national team game, and and uh, you never think that it is, but mm-hmm. uh, that was mine. And so, yeah, suck it, haters. I went out <laughs> in a blaze of glory. This could be this could be Aaron Long's blaze of glory, that yeah. he he gave up a bad ball to lead to a breakaway against Mexico.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't it, know. It, it could be. I don't know if it'll be his last one. I think it's too busy of a period. Yeah, you're right. And you're right. and. and he could have an incredible run of form at some point. You never know. I mean, but I do think that I thought he made some pretty good plays during the game. But then there's that one play, and you're like, "Well, you know. look, we're talking about an MLS-only game, right? And if you're like last cap, next January is another January camp, likely, right? Um, but I don't think like I I, I thought Miosca came in and and did as bad or worse uh, during his <laughs> minutes. Uh, and so I
0: don't. Why does Miosca even go in, dude? No uh, I Josh mean, Winder in there, dude. Just throw
1: him in. I think, I mean, to be fair, Matt Miazga was a big part of the U S soccer system for a long time. Like giving him another look to see where he's at again, not a mystery to me, uh, (laughs) but hasn't been in the mix for a while. So I, I, I can see why you want to give him a run out and sort of see how he performs. Right. Um, and I don't think he performed in a way that was surprising. Not to say that, like you thought, I thought he was going to have a poor match, but even if he had a solid match, he still wasn't going to be like, oh, there's something there that I hadn't seen before, right? And this was an opportunity against a good opponent in a friendly match to be able to see that. And so for me, I, I, I am a little bit disappointed in, in in the team that was rolled out compared to what, what could have been rolled out. Having said that, like I understand the idea of if I was in Anthony Hudson's position, would I go guns a blazing and just put out all inexperience against Mexico? Like, guess what, Jimmy? Like you and I, we're around for the the Mexico U.S. No, final with it. our B to C team um, in in the Gold Cup final, and it went from halftime zero zero to wrong to tragic, right? And Mexico will do that to you in a rivalry like that. And if you can't handle the swings with experience and things like that, it can get really bad really quick, especially in a stadium like that where you're playing effectively an away game for the U.S. team. So I can understand having some experience in place to weather those moments and those those storms, but. It just wasn't, yeah, it wasn't, it was unexciting of a lineup and it was unrewarding in terms of the performances of the people that he rewarded uh, putting in the team.
0: What's interesting, and to give a shout out to Anthony Hudson, I thought the first 20 minutes, our desire to press and try to win the ball back, I thought was excellent. There There was a, we were somewhat in a high block, right? We actually went to two strikers, Ferreira and Vasquez, ended up being, instead of having that kind of single striker to force the play to one side, We took away some of what Mexico, I thought, wanted to do. And and they didn't solve that until halftime when they had a chance to kind of, the coaching staff had a chance to kind of assess what, what we were doing. And I thought, you know, anytime they play the ball backwards, there was some real energy. And I actually thought their striker didn't touch the ball, honestly. I don't know if he touched the ball for the first 25, 30 minutes. And then as the game started to open up a little bit, he started to get a little bit more involved but had to drop deeper. I didn't mind any of that. The tactics, I thought, were pretty sound. To start, it wasn't the tactics I had an issue with. It was the starting lineup. I just wish we had different guys out there. And so, yeah, I agree with you. I, I get it. Yeah. Get into a Mexico game, and, and you know, we can say all these things about who we want out there. But but when it's time, and you have to make hard decisions, and 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 you, and Anthony Hudson, maybe he's harboring some opportunity or some some dream in his mind that he's going to get the full time job. I don't know, but. But this felt very very conservative that that we would come out with that, and you're rolling out guys in the in, in
1: spots. Ah, just' it's so frustrating. but even not- even if he's not going to get the job, wouldn't you still think he's going to get nations League? Wouldn't you want to at least oh, wouldn't you at least want to put on like Anthony Hudson as the interim, It is not his job to develop our national team. I think it's his job to carry the national team with pride now. And do everything he can, whether it's now, whether it's the Nations League, to win games. He put out the team that was the safest, the most experienced, to go and get a result. Granted, they drew 1-1 with Mexico. They are now unbeaten in five, as you mentioned in your intro. They've won three of those. They've drawn two of those. It wasn't a great performance. We've seen our very best national team have bad performances or average performances against lesser opponents and or equal opponents to Mexico. But in this one, I think we're all desperate to just see... The next thing, right? See new people because we know when we, when we have our A team, there's not a lot of room for tinkering right now, right? Now we're talking thank, about thank there's you. three or four deep thank at you. right midfield, there's three or four deep right. in other positions on the field, and so there's a pipeline now of players that that we're we're seeing where it's like, if, well, if it's not Brendan Aronson, it's Giorena. If it's not Giorena, it's Timo Wea. And if it's not Timo, like you have this, it's Zendehus. Like you're you're looking at a depth chart now that makes it makes these moments. Just so desperate to see something different and new, right? Give me Aiden Morris, right? Give me Cade Cowell, give me that, yes, great, great. We got Rayden one of them, we got him one. Yeah, we, well, Vasquez was always going to be
0: a, uh, for me, a, a relatively easy and obvious start, yeah. Um, because he was really our only out and out big guy striker up top, and and uh, you know, fair play to Anthony yeah. Hudson for putting for her at the 10. That was all I think we were all thirsting for that in some capacity, and we got that, and and then. What I love about this, and it goes back to my theme for today's show, is information. We got information that that's not a great spot for Jesus Ferrer at the national team level. Maybe it works with FC Dallas, but you've called
1: a few games. You say that no, he's just better a little bit higher up the field, and maybe he's no, no. To- I think he's better. I think he is better in a two-striker system. I do think that. But what I'm saying is, if his best attribute that we're seeing now, because I, I obviously I had him last weekend and I had him, you know, watch the game today. He was ineffective for most parts in in the club game. The week before, he was better, a uh, more impactful over ninety minutes, and he was ineffective today by and large his entire performance. But call it lucky, call it whatever. He scored now in MLS quite a few times. He scored again tonight. So I'm saying you can't put him in a ten spot. You can play him in a two striker system, and that could mm-hmm. be the role because you have somebody else next there. But he can't be in the ten in the no, midfield a, he's because he's 10. not a great defender. He doesn't necessarily want to do that work. He doesn't uh, influence the game as much as exactly. I'd like to see And if out of all a if all the output is going to end up in a goal, then then just play him as the high striker and and do the best you can with him, knowing that if you get him that chance or two, and I know he's had people judge him based on chances he's missed, but he has been somewhat clinical at times mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. created created goals. Um, and I'm saying you can't keep you, that can't be a ten because it's not impactful enough.
0: All right, we're going to take our first break of in Soccer with Trust. When we come back, we're going to do a little bit of a three-up, three-down in this performance for U.S. against Mexico. So don't go anywhere.
1: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to In Soccer We trust we are breaking down the U.S.-Mexico game. A 1-1 draw, friendly between uh, two heavily domestic-based rosters for both countries. But we want to remind everybody that if you are a U.S.-based fan of the beautiful game, Paramount Plus is an absolute must-have subscription from NWSL to the Champions League to Serie A and so much more in between. You gotta do it. And if you don't think it's for you, then you can try one month for free. That's me and Heath doing you guys a real solid by using the code NWSL2023. All right, everybody, let's continue this conversation we appreciate your support hit those likes hit those subscribes leave us some comments turn on your notifications if you're listening to us on your podcast platform of your choice we'd love a follow we'd love a download we'd love for you to tell your friends about how awesome our show is we're heavily biased but if uh we don't put words in your mouth but if you'd like to say that we wouldn't say no i'm jimmy conrad alongside heath pierce mm-hmm. and heath That's three neat. up three down let's do it
1: Okay. You want to start. You want
0: to go. What do you want? To, you want to go negativity first, or yeah. what do you want to tiptoe into warm waters of negativity, or do you want to go to positivity first? What do you want to do?
1: I just always think about that um, Talladega Nights line where that guy's like, "Well, you know, we had fun today, and we're all still friends. Like we're all still <laughs> dear friends." And I'm just like, "That's the end of it all." I mean, uh, give me somebody that you're 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 down on. I need to I need to actually. I'm gonna. Oh, Aaron at, Long's like, an obvious choice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we both agree, Aaron Long on the down.
0: On the down. Hey, 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 everybody if you want to let us know your three up three down let us know in the comments right now mm-hmm. and then if you're listening to this right now or later or whenever this posts hit us up on twitter iswt pod we would really appreciate a follow there as well all right so i think it's unanimous that we're down on aaron long it's hard not to have him in the three down given the glaring mistake he made that led to mexico's goal mm-hmm. and I'm, uh yeah you want to yeah wait wait you want to alternate down yeah. to up up to, okay we're gonna go up again okay we go up down. okay sorry
1: up up uh I'm gonna go with actually uh James Sands I didn't mind him more so in the fact that there was there's qualities that I've seen about him since since uh, his his improvements at Rangers coming back of his ability to sweep you talked about the striker not being able to get the ball he sweeps in front of a back line really well he covers a lot of that ground and p- takes off a lot of passing lanes. In fact, I think NYCFC, when he's on the field, has like the best record in the league of like penetrating passes, the lowest amount of penetrating passes, uh, like through their midfield, uh, up, up to the front line. And I, I like that about him relatively ineffective, uh, otherwise. But when I think about the challenge and the task at hand in that one, he's one that I would, I would give a given up. Maybe I wouldn't if I was just giving three, three only, but I, I figured because I'm going past him right now in our back line and, and moving forward. Um, I figure why not?
0: All right. Like Sands. Did you not like him? I, I thought he was fine. That's it. Yeah. yeah. You know, I I I there was a there was a he played a really good ball. We switched the point of attack in the first half that I thought was smart. I thought mm-hmm. uh the weight of the pass was great. He tried to look for it again later on. He mishit that one. So so he went back to the well a little bit too soon when maybe the play wasn't on, but uh I, I do think that he's come back a much improved player. I think he's added some savviness to his game that, that I think will serve him. Well, I still wanted to see Aiden Morris. So I guess I'm holding that against James Sands right now, but, but yes, there were, were some moments where you can start to see the passing lanes, uh thing in particular, I think is, is really important to say, because I thought that Mexico had a tough time yeah. getting the ball to their number nine, who honestly, I, I'd be surprised if he had more than 10 touches. In, in meaningful spots outside of like going up for headers or whatever, where you actually got to trap the ball and try to play. So, so, all right, I don't mind that one. Let's go to down. Let's go back to, to,
1: okay. Um, and I hate saying this cause, cause maybe it's, 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 is it harsh? It's, uh, no, it's not harsh. I, I would say Kellen Acosta is a down for me. Also. I just, I just, you expect like, more from him at this point. Like, I don't expect of his more. Experience? No, I don't expect more. That's the thing is I think he's really solid. I think he does certain things really well. I think he's a fantastic set-piece taker. I think he's got the fight and the engine. But it's not going to get better than what it is. And I don't think he has an ability to be impactful enough if he doesn't have the right people around him. I think he has the intangibles. I think he has the effort. I think he I think he epitomizes the classic U.S. men's national team player. But I, I personally want more now, right? And I think that we have the opportunity to have more. And... The amount of cap, he's he's almost in the I I think maybe in the 60s of caps maybe 70s 50s 60s mm-hmm. 70s of caps mm-hmm. I think I think there are I think there's better use of our caps moving forward than with him not to say he played bad but just in the fact that I I I just think that there's there's better I think there's better now
0: um, I, I I to to nitpick his game and and. Uh, he seems he's a, he's a great dude. I I bet you he'd come on here and nitpick with us. You know, I just wish he would play forward a little bit more in, in, I don't need him hitting the big home run ball, right. To put somebody Mm -hmm. up over the top. I mean, if he's, I know he's got that in his bag, but that's not what I'm necessarily looking for. It's those little, when we're creating the triangles, I thought tonight in particular, maybe just wasn't on, right. He wasn't seeing the options quick enough or the support wasn't there, Mm -hmm. but, can he break the lines with those passes going forward to kind of move the team along? Can he help us transition in a way? I just felt like he played sideways and backwards a lot tonight. Uh, That's me really nitpicking uh, his game. I'm going to say one though, uh, that is going to maybe defy logic because he scored, but I actually kind of doubt on Jesus
1: Ferrer. I was really disappointed with his lack of. Be honest with me. When he scored you, you lost you a little bit of you was like, man, I I wanted I wanted, I, I, I had more to say about this guy, and now I've got to sort of <laughs> preface it because I got a temper- he had a bad I got a game to score to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I well, I think I think the he 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 couldn't it, trap I, the ball. He couldn't connect passes. He couldn't play it, fast. He no, had a bad. I thought he had a bad game. The
0: caveat. Generally. The caveat for him and where he's him scoring was well. First of all, the Mexican defender like played it into his foot, mm-hmm. but but he put himself in a good spot to make that happen. My caveat, or I guess my protection around what I wanted to say about him, and you pretty much ha- uh, nailed it is that that's when they, we put him higher up the field. Like he was mm-hmm. kind of now into a number nine spot. I, I was just disappointed in him as a 10. Mm-hmm. And there's there's some discipline in that position defensively in, in, as well. Where Or even when you're going to get the ball, if he drops too deep and all of a sudden he gets flat in a line with, with Sands and Acosta, we lose our opportunity to break the lines, which then I oh, feel yeah. like maybe I'm holding Kellen Acosta too harsh when I get into the nitpicking if – if there are, those angles aren't being created, and so I, I yeah I was disappointed in Jesus Ferrer, and I'm sure he's well, disappointed too because my, he
1: has to be. I don't care if he scored or not. Again, like he he just I don't didn't think do a, enough. I don't think I I don't think he is a with I don't think he's a ten. He is a second striker. Yeah, second striker. He needs to be a striker. And I he think he's played. He's he deployed as a midfielder. Um, and the press actually at times the press was 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 good. But when I when I watched Mexico at times and I thought they had a bad game too. By yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Well, no, they liked they, they liked a little bit of that.
1: Yeah, they what were talking they, about, too. Yeah, they didn't necessarily have th- th- that dog in them. And they also didn't have that <laughs> clinical whatever in front around the goal. But when I watch Mexico and I see their comfort and just spreading out. Yeah, yeah. And knowing that I'm going to hit an entry ball into one of these six players in front of me. And most of the time that player is going to bring it down. They're going to hold off a player. And they're going to connect in the next pass. Now that next pass might be like a little clipped after a bad first touch, but there's just this comfort of spreading out to isolate people that 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 I like. And 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 the U.S. just feels so stiff sometimes. Yeah. That like it's we don't good, trust. It's a good him. way to. Yeah. And then right. and then and then the bad touches happen. You know. And then the bad turnovers happen. And when I think about Ferrera's game, there was a lot of times where it just seemed like he was in his head. The ball would come and he would sort yeah. of like. Kind of like get frazzled and try to lay it off and take his eye off the ball or something. So well, that's you know? I, I. I'm glad we're bringing this up because if we if we isolate
0: individual players on our team, or we can even look at Mexico, Julian Arajo. Yo, I'm not I'm not buying what that guy's selling. I'm not drinking the Kool Aid on Arajo yet. I, he just maybe he was trying too hard tonight or whatever, but his hey, crossing was terrible. If he, if,
1: ball- he uh, if, he's, if he actually ever plays for. I mean, he's playing for Barcelona. B. You
0: know, I get like, that. I get that. But I just like okay. I'm watching him a little bit different now. And we I still would have
1: been... taken him to the World Cup as our seventh fullback. You know. I, I right Yeah, guy. that's yeah. probably
0: true. I, I wasn't impressed. But look, but in terms of isolating a player, let's we're isolating Hays just And in the mm-hmm. ten, it's just that's I was looking at these certain moments. His body shape, how he's opening up to get the ball, where he wants to go to pick up the ball, when he picks it up, how quickly is he playing? I, and I felt like tonight. He wasn't making his decision on the ball until after he received it, mm-hmm. and that pissed me off, Heath. Because as a, as a ten, we need you to be the catalyst for those types of attacks. We
1: need you to be thinking faster. Well, good tens never think about their first touch, right? Good tens right. can look around all day long, or good attacking players, good technical players are looking around all day long because they need to know where the next play is. They're not worried about any ball you put into them, right? Because right. they're gonna they're That's gonna true. handle it. And when I right. think about, I I I know I've mentioned. Uh, jesus's dad and when i played with him but i actually played against yeah, him like, in copa america. like the
0: third consecutive t- we sharing. played against That's him in copa <laughs> america
1: and i played in that game in copa america against colombia and i remember leaving that game and i didn't even know that 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 that, that ended up being my teammate uh, literally a year or a couple three years later um until i found his jersey in my closet because we changed shirts um is that i was like i remember this guy being so impactful that the ball went through him all the time right always on the half turn always spinning out you could never poke it away from him like his his possession retention and his pass completion especially going forward was through the roof mm-hmm. and i went up to him after the after we played against him and i was like i want to change shirts with this guy i don't know who he is i don't know where he plays i don't know anything about this little tiny number 10 <laughs> but i was like that's a number 10 and he was sick uh that day and i ended up you know fast forward a few years later and he wins MLS MVP but he was a 10 like you said where it was like he it didn't matter where you, you could hit him anywhere on his body, and he's going to bring it down. He's going to hold you up. He wasn't going to turn it over, and he knew what was happening all around him all the time. And and again, that's a completely different profile of player. That's why he I think Jesus Ferreira is a second striker or a striker. He's not a ten. He's not an attacking midfielder. Yeah. Period. Yeah. No. But most fair. teams don't play with um, play with two striker systems anymore, and so it's it is what it is.
0: Okay. All right. So we're 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 both down on Jesus Ferreira, even mm-hmm. though he scored yeah man all right so so let's go back to up i'll I'll go first on this one and i know that for a lot of people he he symbolizes
1: oh jordan morris you're gonna say it i know i'm gonna
0: gonna say jordan morris but he symbolizes (laughs) like (laughs) as soon as you said symbolizes i
1: knew what you were going yeah so so,
0: listen i thought jmo was good tonight i thought that maybe some of his passes were a little short, but the ideas were there. The purpose was there. And, and I thought he was our most impactful attacker, consistently trying to do something. I thought the guy was tracking people, especially in that first half. I actually thought he was doing the work for DeAndre Edlin. Uh, he, was, he was trying to go mark the left wing back for Mexico, mm-hmm. Gallardo. When I don't think that's necessarily his job, doing extra work and just being locked in. I thought he was the most like in tune with the game throughout the game. Where he, you always felt like, okay, if he gets the ball, something's going to happen. And so I was actually pretty happy with, with Jordan Morris tonight. He obviously got the assist. I don't know if he counts as an assist because, because the Mexico defender actually played it into, to Ferreira's foot. But, but again, it just kind of showed his, his the, the types of runs he was making the commitment in transition too, I thought was excellent. So so these are little things, right? We talk about the little things that these players are doing or not doing in certain situations. And anytime the ball had turned over and we had some type of possession where our, one of our players could pick up their head, Jordan Morris was moving. And you can't always say that for everybody on the field. Who wants the ball at all times? And I thought J-Mo ticked a lot of those types of boxes. And And yes, maybe he lacked a little bit of that quality in certain areas, but I thought he was very consistent, uh, going yeah. forward. And and I thought that he put Mexico on their, mm-hmm. on their back heel, which is what you want as uh as a team. And obviously as an attacking player.
1: Yeah. And, and uh, there is also just right now a confidence to his game that when he gets the ball, he wants to run at you when he, he thinks he can beat you every time. And when that fails, it, it tends to be look pretty bad on a winger, right? Because they try every time and it fails and it's a turnover. Mm-hmm. Um, But tonight, he kept going at his guy, and he kept trying to be dangerous, and he's got that energy. And again, in that pressing system, when we were pressing with three high, I thought Cade Cowell was the one sort of letting the press down a lot Mm -hmm. of times. But I also think it was because I'm not sure they truly believed that they would play in a back five. And Mm so it always pulled two of our, our, our striker and our winger out, and then they would find the third center back Uh, and, and the, the weak side winger was always caught in between, like, do I step out and close off or do I stay back with the other, with the full, the wing back on the other side? And I thought they were able to break that a few times uh, a lot. I I thought they were able to break that regularly, unfortunately, but I did like the idea of like having a, having people like a Jordan Morris or a Cade Cowell on the field that are willing to put in that shift defensively is worth something. So, um, I'll give him, I'll give him an up too. I'll give him a thumb up.
0: Okay. I feel like we have, we have one more of each. Yeah, Have we talked about six players now.
1: No, no, no. We're we're at four. Okay, so, um, so we're
0: da- back back to we're back down to being e wars. Who
1: are we down on? Um Oh, oh, oh um, who is me? Uh, honestly, okay. I would I would probably say Matt Miazga. Um, oh yeah, let's talk about the subs. <laughs> yeah, and so I, only because of the fact that Matt Miazga made some comments about how he was screwed in the past, and like generally that's got to come with a peak performance, you know, like. You put it out there, you get your chance. And he looked a bit nervous and made a couple of bad mistakes that could have led to goals against. Um, and just one that I was kind of like when he came out and he was, and he was talking like, I've been screwed, but let's see how it goes. And I listened to the whole thing and it wasn't like, he was just was like, I've been screwed before, you know, this sucks. Like it was a much broader statement that included that in it. I just thought that, um, that, that, uh, it could have been and should have been better from a player like him with the experience that he has as a player at, at the club level, you know um, at the national team and, and whatever. And it just, it didn't look um, in, in the crucial moments, right? Uh, He was otherwise indifferent, but like in the crucial moments, he made some mistakes against the Mexico team that were trying to bait those types of mistakes. And I was a little bit disappointed that I wish, I wish he would have, I wish he would have like had a great, great, great run out when he got some time. Okay, he took time from other people. He did,
0: he did, including Josh Winder, who I wanted to see. So I'm down. I'll go by my last. I'm down on Anthony Hudson. I just, mm. I, I like the tactics. I didn't like the execute. I said the execution of the tactics. I didn't like the starting lineup and, and not some of the subs, like bringing Caleb Wiley on with like <laughs> no time left. I, I it's just interesting. I, I I'm excited for Caleb Wiley gets his first cap. I just wish he would actually had a little bit of time to run around and do something. Just to mm-hmm. kind of prove my theory correct that having a left-sided player play in his best position would have been nice. So, so a little down on Anthony Hudson. And we got one last up. Who are we
1: going with, Heath? I'm actually going to go with uh, <laughs> looking at this. I'm going to go. I, I mean, I got to look. But I'm going to go with Aiden Morris. Like, I went one down on a bench player. I'm going to go one up on a bench player, too. Um, I, I, I just, again, there was little things about when he would step into a space he knew where he wanted to go with the ball. Trusted his his technical ability to like triangulate to solve problems. Actually, there was other than a couple like when there was the one time that Alan Sonora had had um, yeah tried a got little his, bit too much got yeah, the yeah. ball stuck under him. They almost countered on and then they just didn't do anything with or it. He, I he thought, had uh, something a little different. I know what you're he had something about. a little different. There was a comfort on the ball, right? This willingness yeah, that I was like, yeah. I'm going to play forward. I'm going to like drive into the space where it's tight. I'm going to have some change of pace that. Creates a dynamic on I'm the field gonna or dictate, energy on the field.
0: Listen, yeah. yeah, and I thought that Signora tried to dictate the flow of the game a little bit in a way that we hadn't done up until that point. So, so yeah, I'm with you on that. But 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 he I, did give a ball go, away once or twice, and I was like, Meh, oh man,
1: yeah. I want he, him to do well, and then look, he does that. And you're like, yeah. yeah. Spicy pineapple says Heath has to pick Aiden Morris from his previous hype <laughs> and. <laughs> Hell yeah, I'm gonna pick him. You, know? <laughs> you guys should know when Pepe was Ricardo Pepe was down in the dumps, and y'all were like, "He's the worst. He's the worst." I just doubled down, baby. You know what I mean? I double, triple down. I take that to my grave when I, when I, when I, when I start to back somebody. No, I, but the but the Aiden Morris one again was like, I just look at it. I, I, I'm not looking at it as Aiden Morris's performance. I'm again looking at it as Aiden Morris's limited time versus what I saw from Kellen Acosta or James Sands. I go, oh yeah. There's at least something that I want to see more of there. And it, and his energy and his comfort and his confidence when he has players on his back or driving through on a, on a few touches to like initiate pressure uh when he's got the ball at his feet was far better than the last time we saw him in the national team, right? Last time in the national team I thought he looked off the pace and not quite ready for the national team game. This looked a little different, like a little you know, a little bit more chest out, a little bit more like I'm here and, and and I can I'm I I I belong here and and I think that's a Big turning point for any player. Um, that yeah, I'm doubling down, baby. Fight. so, it. so we have Matt in the comments saying Ricardo Pepe is the one thing Heath has
0: been right about. Nah, it's okay. So, you know, if Aiden pans out the way that you expect him to, and we hope, of course, we want as many good players in our national team as possible. You could be, uh, hey,
1: I, I, lost friend. Friend. I lost friends, I lost friends, I lost friends on the Eddie uh, on the Ricardo Pepe because uh, you know, Eddie Johnson was like, bro, no, man what are you stupid uh <laughs> you know and i just gotta keep writing for it now you know i gotta Eddie, keep Eddie
0: johnson taking a stray right now all right we're gonna take our second and last break of in soccer we trust when we come back we'll wrap up everything that we saw we'll talk about argentina now hosting the u20 world cup we'll talk about the bid that just got announced with the u.s and mexico trying to host the women's world cup in 2027 and we got a little soundbite from paxton Aaronson. so don't go anywhere Welcome back, everybody doing soccer we trust. I'm Jimmy Conrad alongside Heath Pierce, and we are near the finish line of this emergency podcast following the U.S.-Mexico 1-1 draw from Glendale, Arizona. You know, the first time the U.S. played Mexico at that stadium, Heath, I scored, I was man of the match, and we won. And uh, it was pretty cool to see the stadium doing this thing. I could roll the clip, but I don't know if producer or Alex has that ready to go or producer Des, both producers. We should have that clip, like, ready to go. I agree.
1: But we should own, we should have that one own where you like the clip so
0: I do own the clip. I should just let our I, I in soccer we trust family.
1: Oh, you should license you that. should license it. For I a should license fee it to our producers. <laughs> uh but all I right. but by all the all way, right. Mexico's played 10 matches in that and I remember the one that I was in was um early Jurgen Klinsmann, I believe, and it was a draw in that game. And I can't remember who scored. I think maybe Breck Shea maybe, or I don't know, Robbie Rogers is on the field. Like I I don't remember much from that night. I didn't get into the game. I warmed up a lot though. I warmed up for a good 60 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of warm up. (laughs) Yeah. 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 If anything, like, 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 uh, I remember, you know, I've said this story before, but when, uh, you have the best seat in the house, whenever you're warming up, you know, unless (laughs) the game's being played on the other end of the field, then you have one of the worst seats. Uh, but I remember Marvell Wynn saying that at, uh, at one of these national team camps, like tweeting it or or posting it on some sort of social media and then getting in trouble for for saying that that he had the best seat in the house. Uh, <laughs> he did. He he warmed up for the whole game and didn't play. And I remember him getting scolded for that, which I think I thought was I thought it was really it's funny. Tweet. Funny, it's yeah. funny.
0: It's a good tweet. Marvin. Imagine having a sense of humor.
1: Yeah. Well, I can I can
0: I think I know which coach you're talking about. <laughs> that probably gave him a hard time. All right, let's talk a little U20 World Cup controversial decision to take it away. Uh, from Indonesia and uh, put it into Argentina. The head of FIFA, Johnny Infantino, said, FIFA is delighted to announce that this year's edition of the U-20 World Cup will take place in Argentina as the home of the world champions opens its doors to tomorrow's superstars of world football. Having this year's edition taking place in a country that lives and breathes football will be a tremendous inspiration for the stars of tomorrow. Also, for those that don't know, Argentina didn't actually qualify for the U-20 World Cup when it was being hosted somewhere else. But now that they're the hosts, they automatically get into the tournament. That must be nice for U-20 coach Javier Mascherano. You probably heard of him before I got to play against him in the Copa America. And I think you did too as well, Heath. Yeah, Where you had the you had a great no, seat, you had a great seat for that game. No, I had a great seat for that
1: game for sure. <laughs> actually, the seats weren't great. They were actually actually they were. I think if I remember correctly, they were elevated, so we had a decent view of the pitch for that one. And I remember that was a, that was an amazing game. Didn't you have a crazy tackle against Messi, Jimmy? You I did have a. Anymore. We should roll that clip. That's another <laughs> yeah. one. That's uh, like my but, calling card. But I did. I did recently. I was hanging out with some um, Argentinos recently, and we were talking about that uh, the friendly game in two thousand eight against Argentina. Mascherano was sent off. As was our fellow um, Argentinian friend, um, um, what's his name, uh, uh, Pablo Mastrini. Yes, both sent off in that game.
0: Yeah, well, that's 14. not a well. Pablo, red cards never, never too far away from him. We love you, Pablo. No, he's in, right. dude. You can't, you can't get to him now. No, that's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah. All right. Well, speaking of the U-20 World Cup, we had the opportunity to hear from Paxton Aronson about his thoughts about this upcoming tournament and uh, what it means. So let's take a look and listen to this clip.
1: Opportunity to be able to represent your country in a major event, uh, even if it's the U-20 World Cup. It's, it's a super big deal for young uh, players trying to make a name for themselves. So I hope so. Um, but yeah. I know the group that we have, I've I've kind of been with this U-20 cycle since the very beginning and I've seen how much we've grown and we have a really strong group uh, on and off the field and I think we showed that in CONCACAF qualifying and I'm just super excited and yeah, hopefully, hopefully I get caught into that.
0: Oh, well, a lot of cliches there. <laughs> we love you, Paxton. But uh, I think he will.
1: I mean, he's yeah, part of it. born to be a quarterback, you know, with those kinds of answers, which is like, you know, <laughs> the team had a great, you know, I couldn't have done it without the team. I couldn't have done it without uh, we the had team. A really, we had a really great prep and a game plan. We were able to Yeah, execute, I've been here since the very uh, beginning. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> very,
0: very thankful and grateful to, to yeah. be where I am. You never know when I'm you're going like to get another game. game. So you just
1: go out there and you give it your best.
0: <laughs> that said, though, I think he is going to be a, a major player for us in this particular tournament. And I'm very excited to, See how our boys perform in this this uh, the summer. So that should be a lot of fun. All right, let's look ahead, Heath. I don't know if there's one game because this is our last podcast of the week, sadly. I know, I know everybody watching. Hey, Josh Winder
1: is eligible, right?
0: Josh Winder can't play for the U twenties. That's yeah. correct. Caleb Wiley can play for the U twenties. Owen Wolf. Owen. Quincy. We got some ballers, dude. Luna. Oh, Kevin okay. Darren
1: Yappy. Yeah, you can keep listing names and names and names. I mean, it's 0-3s, o 4s 5s I mean, we're talking about some...
0: Yeah, I mean, we're you know, are you 15s? Mm-hmm. Kavan Sullivan is getting a ton of interest, killing it for the Philadelphia Union. He's 0-7. He's not even a 15 yet. I know, but I mean, he's already proven he, I think he could probably hang with those guys. Oh, he
1: was one of the best in the 15s in the tournament uh, so good. at some moments, but yeah.
0: I mean, Jim Curtin came out and said, if people didn't hear this, Philadelphia Union coach Jim Curtin said that Kavon Sullivan, this U-15 player who dominated at this recent tournament. um, You know, he's related to Chris Albright. Is he? Yeah. Oh, we can't have, we can't have Albright walking around claiming that uh, he's he's gone. He's gone now. Like he's, you know, he's not, he's not, he's not hanging out in in Philadelphia. I get that. Uh, I get that. But uh, Jim Curtin came out and said that Kevon Sullivan could be, or should be a household name. If he continues on his trajectory, which is crazy to, to, kind of put that type of pressure on one of your younger players, but clearly he, he knows he can handle it. So oh, if you watched any of those games,
1: what oh, I he's, like about he's, him is gravy, he's fiery. He wants to fight with everybody. Like <laughs> he'll scrap. He's kind of got that mindset. You see him like you, Jimmy, you remember when you were young and you like, we were probably those guys where he's yelling at his teammates and his teammates are older than him. But he wants the ball a certain way. He wants them to play a certain way. There's a certain expectation he has. And he's the young player in that 15s, you know, right. um, which is pretty, pretty impressive. And again, people for a long time will look at that and go, attitude, you know. But at the same time, you see a player like that with that type of mentality and the quality, you go, oh, there's something there, you know, there's something there. And I, I'm going to, I need, I need to nurture that and harness that. And that's what we're starting to get now in these professional or academy environments where they're like, oh, no, I'm not going to change this kid. I'm going to help shape. All these things that he has going on to make him a, 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 a good player as opposed to being like, oh, the parents are mad at the way that he yells at his teammates. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I love that. And I think you're right. I think that the the evolution of the youth academies has helped us maybe re- re- shift our thinking about how to get more most talented. Some family. academies. Some. OK, that's fair. a few. Yeah, we don't want to generalize and, and uh, tag all Don't of them. Don't give credit for those that are being lazy, Jimmy. <laughs>
1: There's some academies being real lazy.
0: You know? All right. All right. So for me, the biggest game of the weekend and then we'll let everybody go is Fulham versus Leeds. Got a lot of Americans participating in this one. Fulham doesn't need this game as much as Leeds does. Leeds have given up 11 goals in their last two games, both home losses, Boom. 5-1 all to right. Crystal Palace and then 6-1 to Liverpool. Javi Garcia, the manager, the manager, looking good to start or at least well oh, it's a okay him. yeah and then it'll... uh it's gotten bad very very quickly and you wonder what that would have looked like under jesse marsh maybe maybe it would have changed i don't know but um i don't know if jesse marsh is probably not taking any delight or satisfaction into it but it might be validated in some capacity that it wasn't just him right so mm. so There's that component, but Leeds really need to win this game. And uh, we have a lot of Americans on the field. So I think that's the one I'm looking at the most. I don't know if any other games stand out for you, Heath, but that's the one I'll be having my eyes on. And we'll be talking about it, of course, on Monday's podcast.
1: It is a big game. I mean, Fulham were in a slump as well, and they got out of it against Everton. so um, Slump buster Everton. Yeah, Everton. You just don't want that to be. But yeah, it's going to come down to the to the wire when you look at when you just look at this the just the standings there with with leads they're constantly just just above and that's just a dangerous position to be in so much so that like bournemouth went and got two wins in a row and you go oh bournemouth safe they got 33 points they just you know they can get one more they'll probably be safe for the year and they have plenty of games to go and get that but bournemouth was like almost a sure you know drop at one point in the season too so it does require just a little bit of like it could be seven days time um, that can change the trajectory of all that. We saw that at the end of last year with Jesse Marsh of came down mm-hmm. to the wire, but um, it's not over. They're just in a bad, bad place. But I, I think that's the one game to watch hard to watch, but uh, a game to watch.
0: Yeah, it'll be a fun one. A lot of good uh, MLS games on the schedule as well as as well as all of our player pool around it. But we'll, we'll recap everything on Monday, but we're going to call it a show for tonight's. U.S. won, Mexico won, undefeated in our last five against our biggest rivals. And that Whoa. is the only thing we should be talking about. Yeah. That's the positivity, baby. We're going to end this thing silver lining. So on behalf of producer Dez, producer Alex, and I guess Charlie, Chuck, Wagon, Davies, and for Heath and myself, Kra- tra- Crash Can. I almost called myself Crash I'm Can. Chuck GBT,
1: I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, Chuck GPT, baby. Yeah, you GBT. are.
0: You are, and I'm uh, I'm Chuck's... uh.
1: I just had Chuck write the program for me tonight, and I just (laughs) answered the way Chuck would. Actually, you did. You know, you were Chuck GPT tonight. I was to start the show. Ask Chuck GPT, and it just spit out the answers of anger, you know?
0: All right. I got to go lay down. I'm starting to slur my words, everybody. All right. Have a good night. Have a great week, and we'll see you next time. Later.